Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is CY. You can find me on、uh, my website at tokyostationpens.com and on Instagram at tokyostationpens and additionally on Twitter at tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob and I'm a Fuda fan on Instagram and on Twitter and I have a blog at fudafan.com. Hello, my name is Kre and you can find me on Instagram at miraikat. All right, so、uh, always, always really glad to talk to both of you. And、uh, today I'm actually on location uh, at Kwe's、uh, house. So this is very exciting because it's the first time that we are seeing each other after a few months, actually, even though we live maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes away by foot. So、um, it's always really good to see you, Kwe. Thank you for joining us again. With pleasure. And today we want to talk about something that will really be your expertise, but we'll get、uh, onto that later. Before we do that,、uh, what are we writing with and、uh, what did we acquire in our、uh, quarantine days? Right.、Um, so last time we talked about this new Moonman T1 model in brass. And see why both you and I like this pen. It's a well made piston filler. It looks great. The feed is surprisingly wet. And overall, the pen is a good value, right? So both of us ordered more of them. So I think between the two of us, we might have a dozen of them now.、Um, yeah. So I got.、Um... I got two in the first round, I sold one,、um, and then I got five in the second round. Yeah, so I got one the first time and I got three, so I have four in total now. And uh, uh, right now, two of them are inked up, and one has that Sailor 14K nib that I talked about last time, the other one has a Platinum 3776 nib. And We talked just a few days ago about whether that nib will fit because, as we have talked about in previous podcasts, Platinum 376 nibs are kind of flat.、Um, and they're a bit shorter too, right? Yeah, yeah possibly, yeah. But,、um, so I wasn't sure whether it would fit, but it, it was no problem whatsoever and no modifications needed. I just stuck the nib there and then it just wrote. So I'm very happy with that. So now I have one with a sailor nib, one with a platinum nib, and I need to figure out what to do with the two remaining ones. Excellent. And、um, I've,、uh, I've only done my modifications in two of them so far because I haven't had a lot of time. But I have one that I polished the、um, finishing off so that it's raw brass. And then I have one in the original、uh, antique finish. So the one with the raw brass right now has my wall ever sharp. Adjustable second generation, which I added flex it, so now it's a needlepoint、mm. flex. And then the other one, I have my uh, Eureka uh, platinum silver、ah, nib yeah,、yeah. Uh, fit onto that. So、um, I really like these because they're really hefty, and I think,、um, you know, people, a lot of people think, oh, demonstrators make the pen kind of look cheap. I don't think so. I think it's cool.、Um, I've said this、uh, to, to Alyssa as well. I think. That you know, fountain pens are kind of like a machine, and for me, it's interesting to see how the mechanics of it works. And as always, with、uh, these things like engineering, it's always the coolest when it's simple, and that's what really makes me appreciate the Moon Men because the design is so simple and it's so elegant. So, you don't have any of this、uh, rubbish that you have on Sailor's、um, Rialo, for example, the piston. Uh, system.、Mm. It's just a really simple, no nonsense、uh, way to make a pen. And Koi, now you have it in your hands. How, what do you think about this pen?、Um, for long, I, I decided to not 
look at them uh, on Jacob and your Instagram <laughs> picture, but now that I have in hand, I'm like, why didn't I buy bought it? Because it's a very nice yeah um, weight first, and I I don't have any uh, demonstrator, so it's a very yeah interesting uh, pen, I guess. Do and you like the raw brass one or the antique finish? Uh, it's difficult. Um, I guess I like the raw golden. Yeah, the brass. Yeah, brass. Um, like because I have a lot of of uh, accessories in brass, so you will join a collection uh, more than the um, the antique finish. The antique, but it both are quite nice. They they go very well together. Like. All right. Well, you know where to get some because uh, <laughs> because Jacob, as we talked about. Uh, offline, actually, these pens have been pulled from all the stores. Yeah, and that's always the, the the challenge when you buy Chinese pens. You know, a new model comes out, and you usually find them for uh, they can be a bit expensive at first on you know Etsy or eBay. You have some of the early sellers are trying to get some bigger margins, right? But then the question is, do you buy them at that price? Or do you wait, hoping to get a lower price in a few weeks? The danger of doing that is that the model might be gone, which quite often happens, right? Mm-hmm. And that may be what's happened here. So, yeah, it's gone from eBay. It's gone from Etsy. It's gone from AliExpress. It might just be that they sold out of the first batch and they will come back. But that is not always what yeah. happens. Yeah, and I really hope that these come back because we talked about it last week. I think this is... Honestly, the best pen that you can buy for value on the market now with so many different nib mm. options that you can put in because of this beautiful wet feed. I mean, Quay, you're holding the one with the antique finish and that's with the original Moonman feed. And I think you can see just based on your writing that it's just extremely wet. Mm-hmm. And that's not even something that you get on Pilot pens. You know, Pilot pens usually run dry. Platinum pens usually run dry. Um but with these feeds, you can really bring out the the quality mm-hmm. and the color of the ink. So in here, with this uh, this one in the antique finish, I have Tsukio, which is originally mm-hmm. a, already a very wet uh, ink. And then on the other one, I have Carbon Black. So Platinum's Carbon Black, which I've been using uh, for some sketching. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunate that it's uh, out of the stores, but hopefully, we hope that it'll come back. But Jacob... You also, um, you know, we met for the last two weeks consecutively, and we've been accumulating at Itoya, which is not really that common for us because I think Itoya is kind mm. of um, commercial and uh, geared towards tourists. So a lot of actually pen enthusiasts, I, I feel, in the past few years, ever since they moved from Itoya mm. K, I think a lot of pen enthusiasts have actually abandon Itoya as a destination. Instead, what I've heard opting for uh, places like Marazan, mm. um, obviously Shusaikan is always a classic. Um, but why Why do you think we were so interested in Itoya? Right, so, um, well, the fourth floor of Itoya's flagship store in uh, Ginza is just dedicated to planners and refills. So as you said, we went there twice uh, together and bought papers. And what I like about that that floor is that you can find refills there that you just don't easily find anywhere else. So, for example, I got something called Spica Laid Bond, and uh, you know some yep. peop- some uh, papers have these like ribbed 
um, like a texture finish to it, like OK Fools have it, yeah, Life yeah, yeah. L has it, and so on. That's apparently called laid paper, and that is a result yeah. of the paper making process, something about the dandy roll, whatever it was. But the yeah. uh, this speaker paper has this lovely texture. I often talk about how I like more textured paper. This is definitely textured paper. It's not perhaps the perfect paper for ink swabs because if you pour a lot of ink on the paper, you might get a little bit of bleed through. But for normal writing, even with broad mm -hmm. nibs, no problems whatsoever. And it's really nice to, to write with. Yeah, so um, actually I used to use laid paper when I was in university, when I was, uh, when I was living in France. Um, I use original crown mill mm. and that's really, really super textured paper. So I don't recommend that with like, uh, for example, a needlepoint. Mm. This laid uh, is much more smooth, mm. I think. Uh, Quay, what do you think about it? You're writing with my speakerbond laid right now. Mm. It's um, yeah, it's quite smooth. I think that the ink get uh, really absorbed, mm -hmm. in, but in in on the verso you don't. Yeah, there's it, not a lot of uh, not, yeah. see through or exactly. bleed through. Yeah, see through. See through, yes, but, but not bleed through. through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's a, and I, yeah, I really like this kind of uh, texture, like for letter writing or something like mm -hmm. that. Like give some um, classic, yeah. classical um, uh, style. Did you use this paper when you were in Europe? Uh, yeah, I think um, I have some notebooks or who has this uh, or letter set who has this type of uh, texture. Yeah, and it's definitely very nostalgic, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we also found, which I didn't bring today, sorry, Kri, you can't test that, but uh, we also found some uh, different cotton paper. So everybody, of course, knows about you know, MD Cotton, mm -hmm. but we found a brand called Haguruma Cotton. Can you tell us more about that, Jacob? So I haven't found out that much yet. I think it's a company based in um, based in Osaka. I went to their Instagram feed and I went to their uh, uh, online store and there's basically nothing about this paper. So I'm, I'm trying to find out more about the paper, but it is, it's one of the most textured papers. I've used it's it's this kind of drawing paper I would say it's probably ideal for you know watercolor and so on but it also it is also quite fountain pen friendly and they say that they claim that this is fountain pen friendly and I agree that uh, maybe not as much as you know you know Tom and River but but for you know broad nibs and so on it works quite well and it has this amazing texture to it. Yeah, so apparently this is actually a really old company. It's more than a hundred mm. years old. Um, and as you say, out of Osaka, uh, and they seem to be, uh, at least it seems to me that they're like a printing company, but they, they make yeah. paper. And um, I might be in trouble, Jacob, because it turns out that their Tokyo store is right across from my office. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, I don't know if I can resist going, but yeah, they, they turned 100 in 2018. Mm. And it seems like they make all sorts of paper yeah. products, including uh, envelopes and stuff like this. So I'm actually really happy because it just goes to show that there's so many uh, manufacturers mm. uh, and so much variety that I'm sure Haguruma was a very famous uh, company and they did very well. Obviously, they wouldn't have lasted 100 mm. years. But, you know, I I'd like to think that I am quite aware uh, and, and you as well, right? Quite mm. aware 
of the industry. I think this is the first time that any of us have heard of Hagurama. Yeah, but it might be one of those companies that are more in a business facing. If you go to their website, mm-hmm. the impression you get is that you can order all kinds of, you know, custom envelopes and whatever for, for your business, right? Rather than, you know, selling refills directly to consumers. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, as you say, looking through their website, it's mostly uh, looks like of corporate yeah. orders, but I'm glad that they're venturing into this planner space yeah. because, uh, as you and I both know, this is actually still quite a big space yeah. uh, for the mass consumers. Um, so we'll see. It, it could be interesting. Uh, you know, obviously we don't know how they're doing with yeah. COVID, but um, but this is really yeah. really good paper. So another paper I got was Kokuyo's Chobo paper. So Kokuyo has two types of high grade, what they call high grade papers. So one is called Mio. And the other one is Chobo. So Mio is the one that is easier to find. You know, my local stationery store has Mio paper, for example. But Chobo is, for some reason, more rare. But it apparently it has been around for a long time. It's over 80 years. And as the name suggests, it's mm. actually originally meant for accounting. So for physical ledgers and books. And uh, Kokio claimed that this was the first domestic paper that was deemed good enough for that purpose. It has got a slight texture, a little bit less than I normally prefer, but it takes ink exceptionally well, I think. And you you tried it too, right, Chobo? Yeah, so this paper is funny to me because when you touch it, it feels like one of those cheap, kind of like magazine Mm. paper. It feels really coated. And it feels just like, oh, like what? Am, what is this paper? But then when you write yeah. with it, it's actually quite nice. Yeah. And then finally, at the other end of the ink friendliness spectrum, I got these Ashford refills. So we. Yeah, your yeah. favorite. So we talked about Ashford before. So it's this Japanese company. I think it's Japanese, and they're known for high-end planners and they got some quite expensive refillable planners and they seem just based on instagram that they are quite popular but for some reason the refill paper it's surprisingly bad i mean we're talking moleskin bad or bleed through feathering and the ink just looks dull on this paper and i'm honestly surprised yeah that the paper was this bad yeah, we talked about it offline, mm. but you know the paper is bad when you start getting these like dark spots in exactly. the ink that aren't supposed to be there. It kind of like highlights where the fibers are like, you know, touching each other. I don't, I don't mm. know what it is, but um, exactly. what's your experience with, with uh, like a bad paper? How do you know when a paper is bad? Good question. <laughs> Um, I didn't test any bad picture, bad paper recently. Maybe because I I stay in the same, um, always the same, uh, yeah, Tomori Midori and and so on. But usually I would always try to find some um, smooth and kind of um, polish. Can we say that? Yeah. Uh, paper at the texture, and then I I won't be too surprised. But w- sometimes I hesitate with some like when we went to uh, Kakimori together. And we have this uh, test testing table. Uh, yeah, some texture you you f- you feel it immediately that it won't goes well with the fountain pen inks. But I didn't. Yeah, sometimes with copy paper, like copy machine papers, you have some bad. Uh, mm. uh, but it's not the. Is if I have the choice, I won't. 
I won't take this kind of paper for for use. Like it would be really like kind of uh, last minute, and I don't have anything else. Yeah. Under my yeah. For sure, for sure, and um, yeah. So so that's our paper adventure. So we both have enough paper. Uh, to last us a while, and I say this, I'm sure next time we're going to come back and say we got more paper. <laughs> um, but Quena, we we got something interesting this year, and we're going to talk about this extensively later. But this year is Hobonichi's 20th anniversary, and this year, next year, I don't know. But um, as we mentioned before, Pilot doesn't do a lot of collaborations unless they're the significant ones, you know, the fives, tens, twenties, and for this year's 20th anniversary uh, of Hobonichi, they made a capless. So that's the vanishing point um, in the West with Hobonichi. So Kwe, you ordered one and I have one in my hand. I got this from Mercari. So mine was obviously significantly more expensive than yours. About... I, I got mine from Mercari too. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I got the I got the capless um, alert on my okay. Mercari. So every time there is, I, I, as you know, I'm looking for this limited edition they made for Itoya in 2017. Right, right. The blue one with the stardust. You one. mentioned that. Yeah. So I have this this alert on my Mercari account, and so every time they there is some uh, capless, I got the there is every day some capless. But when there is some special one like this one, and I ordered it like two days ago. And uh, I don't know, I got it for quite a good price. So I was like, yeah. and I didn't know about the 20th anniversary because I didn't check at the moment mm, Yes, yes. Uh, the, the Hobonichi website and I lost, uh, I don't know which year, which month, which day we are anymore. Yeah. So I completely lost account of that. And uh, yeah, so it's very funny that uh, you bring yours because I, mine must arrive today or tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, because um, actually these were released like last week or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't... It's not like a long time, but they're all sold out. I think originally they retail for um, 23,000 okay. Japanese yen. I got mine for about uh, 300 US dollars. Okay. And uh, how much did you get yours? Um, because I think they originally... Um, I saw this also on Yahoo Auctions. Yeah. And this guy on Yahoo Auctions was trying to sell for like you know, $550. So, you know, 55,000 Japanese yen. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I like it. It's really cool, uh, but I don't know if it's like five hundred dollars. Can, can I get you to three hundred dollars? I got it for this price. Oh, okay. So Quake got it for an insane price. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say it on 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 the podcast, but it's insane. And I was like, like I, I saw it. I said, oh, I don't have a mate black uh, capless, so let's go for it. I, I only have one contemporary, the one with Radon. Yeah. So I like it. For traveling, I really like it because you don't lose your cap in the plane. Yeah, if we can travel again in the plane, in the train or anywhere. So it's really practical to bring on the road with you. And I just saw it and I was like, oh, it's cool. It's uh, all black. There's this small sentence. And the price seems correct. So I just click buy. And then I go on internet and I was looking for it. And I was like, yeah, I don't find anything about it. So where is it from? Which year? <laughs> what it, when, whatever. But I saw higher price, like you said, on like Yahoo, and I was like, okay, maybe I like, either I made a really good deal, either like the guy just sold me a crapping pen. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and um, so this pen is, as you say, completely matte black, uh, except for the little 
um, rings at the at the connector. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to call it because it's not a cap. Um, but yeah, the the little bands are are shiny, and it has a silver color. This is chrome uh, clip, and then of course it has uh, on the underside Pilot Japan, and then on the side that faces you, it says only is not lonely. And I think this is one of the mottos of uh, of Hobonichi. Hobonichi. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool for Hobonichi uh, fans and collectors. But I feel like this pen somehow it feels heavier uh, than my other Kaplas's because I got a Kaplas um, Green Carbon esque as well, and I think there's definitely more weight. Yeah, it, there is. But Kwe, you got another interesting capless at an incredible price as well. And I think um, you are a very disciplined buyer. Yeah. Right? I mean... I try at least. I'm not very disciplined. <laughs> I'm poor now, so I'm trying to, to restrict my... I, 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 I buy some when I can sell some. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't get... Uh, you know, with a kid, you have to manage feeding him you cannot just eat potato every day as an, ad- <laughs> as an adult you can but not for your baby <laughs> yeah but you found this on kingdom note yeah. uh, on the website yeah and uh this is a black um plastic black faceted yeah. capless the vintage one where it looks like a steam car i think it's the fn fcn 500 yeah this okay. is a uh i believe this is a nine 19- 1974 model. Um, these usually you can find on, let's say, eBay for around 300 ish US yeah. dollars, I think. Yeah. How much did you get yours for? So 17,000 17, yen, so 100. 170. 170, yeah. yeah. $170, which is an insane price. So. And, uh, I like the fact that it was uh, Kingdom Note because they revised the pen and they give you one year guarantee. Yeah. Warranty, sorry. Yeah. So um, you know that it's uh, yeah. The you know pen, it's good. Yeah, exactly. And they then they, they will give you the if there is some scratch, they will they will explain everything on their page. So so yeah, the same. I got an alert and I was like, yeah, no one's no one bought it. It's not sold out, and I click it and yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the good thing about Kingdom Note is that you get these points, yeah, so that you can go buy inks with them. Exactly, <laughs> and it's why I add two inks <laughs> in my order. <laughs> yeah, but it's true that prices on Kingdom Note, then the second-hand prices are surprisingly good at times, to the point where they are on par yeah. with or even better than Mercury. And as Square mentioned, you, it's more, it's it's less risky to buy from Kingdom Note. Yeah, and they are, they have a free delivery uh, service like uh, mm. shipping, and um, you can. It's very funny because if you pay by credit card, you have kind of small tax, like the the credit card percent. But if you pay uh, to the postman who deliver, it's the normal price. Mm. So it's in the same time, it's, uh, it's really like Japanese uh, traditional way to just like give cash to the delivery yeah, man yeah. Uh, instead of. Uh, like I don't know, for me it would be easier and more safer for them if I pay immediately by credit card. But I like their. That is funny. Yeah. Did you get anything else, Jacob? I have some stuff incoming from uh, Mercari, but there will be a few more days, it seems. So maybe in the next episode. Yep. Okay. So 
next coming is our news segment and ooh, we have a we have a lot of news <laughs> so let's talk about our favorite um favorite oyaji mr yes. mori and uh, and his uh, his nips because uh, he done goofed. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he we we tend to talk a lot about Morisano in this podcast, and now he started selling nibs with a custom engraving. So first of all, there is the Jovo 14k nib with a turtle engraving. It's actually like supon, like like soft shell turtle, and it's the same engraving as on his or Wagner's 2017 limited edition platinum pens and apparently those mm. platinum pens they sold out in an instant according to him so he thought that maybe the engraving was very popular so he wants to uh, sell some more nibs with the same engraving but again this time there are Jovo nibs so I think he's yeah. going to sell them at the Wagner autumn event uh, next month I don't mm-hmm. think he's selling them anywhere in any other way right now but then he also has these amabia nibs and we mentioned them last time but now we've seen photos of them so oh my god it's a disaster <laughs> yeah so my understanding is that they're going to be available in both steel and um, 14k and the photos we saw were of the steel version which has this black coating maybe ruthenium uh, and then with an Amabia laser engraving. But as you are hinting at, there's a big problem with this nib. So you know how Jovo steel nibs, they tend to have these you know, flowering branches on the tines, this decoration on the tines. And apparently the Amabia illustration that Morrison sent to be engraved also had these flowering branches, but meant as a guide to show where this little Amabia illustration was meant to be engraved. But there was some misunderstanding, so this guide was engraved too. So now we have this flowering branches laser engraved, slightly misaligned on top of on top of the stamped version. I don't even know what to say about this because it's so ridiculous. Um, you know, it's it's absurd. I mean, how do you? How do you do that? I don't know. I mean, quite look at this. But apparently it's still yeah. selling. So he, he, he did an update on his blog and say that he, they're selling well. Well, I think people will try everything to yeah. be safe. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Um, but I hope that the 14K version won't have it because... If it does, it's a disaster. But at least Jovo's regular 14K nibs, they don't have this like, flowering branch. That is a steel thing, as, as far as I know. Yeah, but they have, they have a line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have just a the graving over the they line. Given, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could be another disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it would be worse. It would be even worse. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Um, yeah, so so that's a disaster. But also another thing that I heard uh, recently is uh, that is a disaster is Platinum's QC. Mm. Their quality control apparently is really, really terrible. And we've not really talked a lot about Platinum on the show because, um, for example, I don't really own any Platinum mm. pens uh, for myself. 
But if you listen to, let's say, like the Pen Addict, you'll know that um, Mike has um, this Platinum Galaxy where the tipping, one, one of the tipping just fell off. Mm, yeah. And this is not so uncommon. Um, you know, scrolling on Instagram, I believe uh, some a lot of other people also have had huge issues with Platinum. I know, for example, when I ground Platinums, it was a, a big problem because actually the Platinum tipping was so soft that it was basically, you know, not... It just came off super, super quickly. And it was not really conducive for me to mm. grind. And I think one of the reasons maybe why that is is because they uh, they grind it um, by mm. hand at Nakaya, right? But even so, I think that, you know, for for this to happen, there must be some big issues with with platinum and i'm not the the only one to to have issues because now looking on instagram right um at penfiend she writes that her platinum 3776 with the uef nib uh had lost its right time tip so apparently this is common with with Mm. platinum and and i've heard other other um, stories as well so I was wondering why, and in my conversations with the retailer here, you know, we were um, we were talking about prices, and um, and then we got to talking about you know uh, the cheaper gold nibs, and I was saying that yeah, I really don't like platinum nibs because I think the the quality is really bad, and I was showing the retailer the crack or the scratch on the barrels, and. Her response to me was, well, yeah, you know, it's because it's platinum. They're not, you know, that great uh, as a manufacturer. I was like, wait, what? So, apparently, she told me that um, platinum has just one nib person uh, in in their production. And this nib person is somebody that they hired about five, six years ago. Um who previously had no experience with nibs. And this nib person told them that Platinum just uh, sticks their tipping onto onto the, the nib. And then they stick all of these nibs, so like a huge batch together, and they clean them all together. So you're likely sometimes even to see scratches on Platinum's nibs because they're not treated very well in the, in the processing. And then on top of that, they don't check any of their pens. So they, all of their pens are just tipped, mm. gone. So my understanding is that their manufacturing process must, must be a lot better than, than Sailor because they don't check any pens and apparently, you know, some of them work. Right. But... What surprised me is also that they don't hand finish their their grinds either. So it's just boom, stuck on, out the door you go. So that's really surprising to me because you know Japan is known for having good QC, mm-hmm. but it seems that you know even the big names cut mm. corners, and uh, apparently platinum is one of them. So that's why you might see a lot of uh, flaws in the finishes in Platinum. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Platinum has done a great job in terms of uh, their recent limited editions. 
um, you know, the Shin, uh, I think, was well received by a lot of people. Not as well received as Rokta, but but still pretty good. Um, of course, the Nakaya nibs that are hand finished are well received, and again, they been around for a hundred years, so they must be doing something right. It still surprises me that they're okay with kind of this shoddy QC work, mm-hmm. and at least now they have one nib person mm. there. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but I'm very wary now of a uh, of plaque. So this ties back to something that's uh, again go back to to Morrison, what what he's writing about. So as we know, he, he's selling this uh, Wagner um, commission three seven seven six pence every once in a while, and he's always writing about how he needs to inspect them. He calls them like Ari, Ari no Mama. He's basically not like uh, doing any grind. But he's inspecting each and every one to make sure that they are okay. And if they're not okay, he might be uh, just fixing the, the tines. Uh, and he says that that is needed. Now, he has his own angle. I mean, he's interested in, you know, offering nib services. But he says that that is necessary. But I think he also wrote that, like, in general, like, statistically, the, the medium nibs tend to have le- the least of the problems. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um... What's, what surprises me is that because they have so much variety in terms of their, their nibs, that's why I'm surprised that they don't check, at least do a spot check of, uh, of some of the nibs, right? I mean, hand-finished or, or not, uh, that, that surprises yeah. me. Yeah, but, um, you know, Maury's, uh, he calls him his chose, his yeah. adjustments. Uh not gonna that's comment on that. That, that, that we save that for a different episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so um now i want to move on to our our main topic which is actually why i'm really really interested in having you here Craig, because um i think jacob do you journal uh i have tried on a few occasions but i don't do it regularly yeah but quite do you journal yeah so you, I think, um, out of the local group, you're the one that really is in the hobby. I, I'd say also a big part of that is journaling, right? Yes. Do you use Hobonichi? Yes. Um, first, I want to ask you, what's the difference between Hobonichi and Jibun Techo? I never use Jibun Techo. <laughs> I, I, I follow them on Instagram and I, I, I visit their, their is it um, Think and Tank, right? No, Think and, they are released by this uh, brand, um, Kokyo. Kokyo, is it? Yeah, Yeah, they're Kokyo. And they have this uh, showroom in um, Harajuku, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. I really like the, um, yeah, I tried like, as I use two, I use a Traveler Notebooks and a Hobonichi. I try to stay in with these two okay. brand. So uh, MD is that? Yeah, MD okay. is for Traveler Notebook. Yeah, and uh, uh, Tomori River for Hobonichi. Um, because I won't have time to have more journal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a mom, I don't have um, as much time for journaling anymore. So I can say that this year, especially this year, my Hobonichi has been a little bit uh, left on the side so I will journal on it it's more of a private diary so I will journal if something really um, uh, bother me or with all the news what's happening in the world so some days I will 
really write about it and someday I will just don't have the energy at all. And in my travel notebook, I'm more consistent. It's more my daily journal and writing uh, when we go out, uh, what we are doing and more mm. like uh, stuff like that. But I really like the, um, what I like about House Bonici is this, I use the the original, the Teco one, like uh, the planner one, the English version, so it's named planner, uh, the day by day um, uh, journal. And I, I use, since last year, I have the five years uh, Hobonichi, which is really interesting. Like now it's the first year, so you just feel like the, it's, it's like you have the same days over the five years on the same page. So I think it would be very nice to look back in five years. Okay, I see. didn't know that's how they worked. Yeah, that's they, they, very they have cool. two versions. So I have the five years one, and I bought it because it was starting 2020, and I was like, yeah, it's nice to have 2020 until 2024. If I knew that 2020 would be as messed up, <laughs> I would maybe wait for next year. <laughs> so you have a blank uh, journal because you're not going no, out? No, no, I still write about okay. um, like daily, uh, like, uh, highlight of my son, uh, first yeah. step and stuff like this, first word. And so it's still, it's still positive inside. I don't want to just look at bad news every day and, and stuff like that. So I try to keep it like a positive uh, yearly journal. And I hope that in five years when I look back, there will be yeah some nice uh, coincidence or, or, or comparison or, or, or stuff mm. like that. And uh, both are really, yeah, both use the same papers, are, are quite light. Like It's a thick book, but as it's Tomori River, it's quite um, compact. I like the fact that it's um, A6, yeah, A6 size. So it's small. It? Yeah, it's like yeah. A6. Postcard, a bit bigger than postcard size. And um, yeah, so it's quite kind of a small journal book and as i use it for maybe i started in 2014 with hobonichi i lost one yeah our, our, uh, our house has been robbed so and I, they took your hobonichi yeah i did to my bag <laughs> no don't don't laugh about it it was really sad <laughs> they took my working bag which has my computer and my hobonichi okay. inside and my journal like everything inside so i was just really angry so yeah i lost my first one and then um so then it's nice because they all have the same black cover with this key, or you can have some limited edition, sometimes it's other, mm -hmm. other golden um, logo. But it's nice to have them uh, all together. And of course, when they release the new, like for September, they will release uh, the new uh, line. It's kind of a hunting process to got... Some now are even on, in, on lottery, so like some very... Um, Yep. expensive or so like that you, you you are not even sure to get it but yeah it's really popular and and i think as they ship internationally too yep. uh, it got really yeah i remember some of my pen pal or friend uh, texting me like do you think japan would still ship over overseas with this pandemic and if not can i order to your address because then i got the they have an original packaging so okay. if you have every year collect, you have the same box in different color oh, okay. with the year. And it's kind of, yeah, they make it, they're, they're really good in in um, marketing yeah. and um, and they associate with the Sonia Park, you know, the designer, mm -hmm. the head designer of art and science. This okay. is a very chic shop uh, in Tokyo who has like clothes and living, living accessories, but quite really um, high luxury mm. level. And it is, uh, she's the, 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 the designer for years. So she designed okay. 
like okay. she, she collaborated in the design of the original Hobonichi. So that that uh, really segues greatly into my my question. Actually, what is the draw for you uh, to Hobonichi and uh, and the travelers uh, travelers notebook? Because there's so many planners out there, especially in mm. Japan. We have so much choice. Uh, you said you don't use Jibin Tetsu, but there even like a lot of different um, companies all around. I mean, Jibin Tetsu is not even the only planner no. that uh, no. not, not really the series. Nice. They're in. I hesitate a long time, but the same. I think what both of the brand are really good is kind of to release limited edition, release um, nice partnership. What is it? Accessories. No, a uh, uh, partnership when uh, uh, collaboration. Yeah, yeah, partnerships. Night collaboration with the uh, like local artists and some international and having like building this uh, on Instagram, building this kind of community. Like you belong to mm-hmm. to a, not to a brand but to a community, to an idea, to an to a way of traveling, of living. Like yeah, kind of. Uh, so you you get attached to it. Mm. It's. I don't know a lot of people who. Yeah, some people will start using it and it won't fit their needs. So maybe after one year they will stop. But I guess if you did at least two years with one brand, I, I think you will continue. You want to. At, at one time you want to look back and have this, you know, either a box mm. or a shelf and having this history of your, as a journal, like as someone who uses, um, who write in a journal, kind of history of your. Some part of your life yeah. or something, and you want to keep in the same. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice. It's quite aesthetic too. It's funny because uh, when I was working uh, at a SaaS company, this is exactly what we do. Mm. You know, if, if your client only is with you for one year, probably you know eighty percent of them won't renew. Mm. But once they get to the second year, they can't stop using you because you have all their data. Yeah. So, um, that that's very interesting. Uh, that you you mentioned this because you know it just shows that you know these business concepts can be used across industries, and then I think on top of that, what I think is interesting is that you know when you choose a a brand, you said that you want to feel part of this community mm-hmm. um, in terms of Hominichi, and what you said really gave me a realization that I think Western brands are very very. Um, focused when they do collaborations, they want to collaborate with the biggest, the best, the most well-known, blah 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 blah. But a lot of Japanese companies, they're taking the opposite direction, mm-hmm. where they collaborate with somebody really niche, somebody really unknown, maybe, mm-hmm. but they they try to help you discover uh, something that you might not have known about. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the strong, strong like. Uh, point of uh, Hobonichi when they released this uh, in September the the new line, they have so much choice. Like you don't need one cover per year. Like you have one cover for life, like you, not for life, but at least you can keep the same cover for more many years. But people will still look like I still mm-hmm. look at them and I was still uh, ha- like thinking, oh, do I need a new cover? No, of course not. I don't need it. But as they have a huge collection and having so many. Uh, collaboration you cannot like one week ago I didn't I forgot that we were soon in September like the summer is so long here <laughs> I was like we still in July and one of my pen pal texted me and said have you seen the new um, the, the lineup and I was like already and she said yeah they will release next week 
And I was no, I didn't, I didn't have a look. And I said, yo, okay, let's go and, and have a look. And I was like, oh, so many new collaborations, so many colors, mm-hmm. so many texture. I love leather covers. So I, I went directly toward the art and science one. Luckily for me, I don't like the clip, um, how they, they close it this year with the this metal clip. So I was like, no, I don't need a new cover. I already have three cover of Hodichi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I rotate them during the year, but still like, Three cover is more than enough, but they are really good. And, and they, if you order by the website, this is the plus. You can buy Hobonichi in Loft in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. You can buy it at the shop in, uh, um, close to Harajuku. Yeah, you can buy it anywhere here. Yeah. Um, like a lot of places. But if you buy on their website or in their shop, which is kind of a little bit far from a subway street station, you have to walk like 15 minutes, something. You got a, a little plus. You, ha- you got kind of limited edition. Pen plus mm. something. Last year was the weight, paperweight okay. in the shape of the bear, metal paperweight. But they have this pen every year released with the, the year. So mm. if you collect, if you always order by their website or by their shop, you will have this collection of pen too, like a um, um, roller pen. So this is a plus too because people want to order directly there to get to get the end on Mercury. If you look like after. Once people we get their their shipment, they start order. selling these. Uh, yeah, they will start selling it like it's for free usually. If you order, at least if you order one uh, planner, yeah. you get this. If you order other accessory, they won't join it. And people will sell this like for crazy price. No, not like hundreds of dollars, but at least twenty, thirty, some fifty dollars. And it's just like, come on, it's a gift that they. But mm. because it's limited, mm. because it's the year. Yeah, yeah, some of yeah. those new colors, yeah. they sell out in an instant, right? So the only chance you have is yeah, yeah. second-hand market. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to get into too much detail about how they organize the release dates because I think it's all a bit confusing unless you go to the website. So just go to the website. But um, we're on the website right now, mm-hmm. and there are just so many covers, yeah. actually. Uh, I think they they must make most of their money on the covers yeah. rather than the books. Um, speak, speaking of then the covers, how do you decide which cover that you wanted? Um, which you said you have the arts and sciences, but you know when you look at this lineup, what's your impression? Um, I guess they try to aim for every type of uh, taste and market, like from the. From the student, girly or more geeky mm-hmm. um, person to someone who young worker, young business uh, people to um, um, Jose Shufu, um, mother, housewives. Uh, house, housewife. And they really try to, they have like this huge uh, collaboration with like yeah manga artists with uh, uh, Mina Peronen, you know, this uh, Japanese designer who make mm. this Swedish and Scandinavian style uh, clothes and fabrics, a little bit like Ma- Marimeko and stuff like that. So they they have a very yeah. At the difference with Traveler Notebooks, who has only the leather cover uh, in different colors, mm-hmm. but a very very plain uh, basic leather cover, and you can customize with them with anything that that you want to do. Hobonichi choose the opposite direction, so they have like I don't know hundreds of covers. Uh, some in plastic, some in fabric, some in leather, and um, they have many lines. I, I was talking. I use the planner, the Teco version, but they have the week, weekend version with um, slimmer, 
mm-hmm. uh, by Wix, and they have another bigger A5 um, uh, version. I don't remember all the, their name. Like. Yeah, I think there's one that's like uh, Day Free Planner. Yeah, they have the Day Free um, since last year. They, they, they Original. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's a ton. Yeah, so at least four and um, four type, and then yeah, uh, I don't know, uh, so many cover for each type. And people usually like this one is that I don't like the clip. Like, no, I love this one. This oh, yeah. is arts and sciences. This. Uh, but oh, uh, one more thing about art and science. So art and science released two, two color this year. Sometimes three, but this year only two colors for Hobonichi website. But and not not a lot of people know about it. Art and Cyan release their own one on their website. Mm. Usually another color, but the same design and another texture of leather. But you can find it only in the Art and Cyan shops. But this is just an A5 book, right? So I can fit any yeah, A5 yeah, book in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You might yeah. have to get one. Yeah. But, so check the Art and Cyan website. It's a camel a little bit. Okay. Oh, this is an A6 size. So yeah, for me. A6. Yeah, okay. yeah the, the, the Teco original is A6. Okay. Um, what else can I say? I mean, how do you do? I choose a cover. <laughs> I uh, will try to limit. Like I love leather, so I will try to not look at <laughs> the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I like the Mina Peronon style, so I often just have a look and say, "Yeah, no, 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 I don't need." But they have a very nice, uh, yeah, kind of romantic uh, butterfly or, or or little flowers and stuff like that. Yeah, when I look at this lineup, I see a lot of products that are geared towards fandoms. Yeah. So there's a lot of like uh, Sesame Street that yeah. I'm seeing. Um, um, yeah. Astro Boy. Yeah, Astro Boy. Mm. And we talked about this uh, a bit in yeah. the previous uh, podcast, but um, actually the founder of uh, Hobonichi, um, Itoi-san, he was involved and he was the creator of this video game mother mm-hmm. um and that's why you see so many mother uh covers mm-hmm. in the lineup so in the west this is uh the game known as earthbound so if you play like smash brothers you'll know uh lucas and um you know these characters uh, they feature he- heavily in the hobonich lineup i think almost every year uh so so that's an interesting um kind of connection that they have with Nintendo, they get a lot of nice mm-hmm. licensing deals with Nintendo, and uh, and that's uh, always something that's interesting, um, you know. Just as a tidbit, um, yeah, you know, I've I'm trying to to get into journaling. I'm interested in like productivity journaling. Now, I've always been a not journaling person my mother used a journal every day when she was uh, when she was working full-time when I was younger so she used it you know every day she was super organized she had things you know organized by the hour everything she needed to do was written down in her journal me never touched a journal I don't even use my you know digital your pen journals <laughs> no really like I'll put stuff on on my digital calendar and then I won't look at it because I'm somebody who schedules in my head and I don't put it on paper, which is really bad because, yeah, you know. because it's a good excuse to use all your pen and ink. That's yeah. why I try to journal. It's like, if not, I will, like, I don't write letters every day because you don't get letters every day and 
and I don't know, for letters, I need some inspiration or mm-hmm. like a good mood to answer some letters. So it would be like a whole afternoon or something like that. But journaling is is the good excuse to at least take 15 minutes at the end of the day or in the morning before starting your day to just write down some yeah, your plans, uh, what you need to do, what you need to remember. And it's a good excuse to use your, your pen, like for me at least. See, the thing with me is that like, um, so I, I've started to, to create this, uh, this system, um, which I have here, I'll show you uh, now quick. But for me, the, the main issue is that, you know, I am very, uh, let's say, held up on the format. Mm. So I want to make something of my own. And here, I'm just showing quick this thing that I made. Um, I don't know how long I can keep this up because it's very like time-consuming to to draw out the format. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for somebody who doesn't journal like me, what's your recommendation to, to Jacob and I? How can we start doing this? And what do you think? Uh, what do you think we should? What kind of mindset do you think we should have if if we start? I don't know, Jacob. If you're gonna start, I I think first you have to understand what you really like to do and need, like. Some people will will like a journal to write like a diary. So mm. every night before going to bed, taking half an hour for for yourself and write down your day, like everything from bad to good news. And some people try to journal more not minim not minimist because I don't want it to be to seem um, negative, but to use it like uh, writing I don't know a three sentence like something like. What is the, the three good things that happened to you? That kind of positive journal mm-hmm. to keep a track of, yeah, today, I don't know, I, s- someone in the subway gave me some cookies because I gave him my seat or something like that. Just to keep, um, yeah, I think it's kind of process uh, to relax. Like for me, it's really relaxing to write a journal. It's like watching a movie or, or taking a walk, like something is a time for myself uh, silent <laughs> mm-hmm. not having like like having the baby who's sleeping and like something like just for myself and and trying to yeah to enjoy a little bit of uh face to face like face to journal time and it's it's really you can find a lot of website like one of the um, i follow you know this shop in california Baumkuren. Mm-hmm. um uh they and they have this uh, monthly um newsletters and there's a lot of um, uh, participants, like let's say, um, uh, people who contribute, contributors, like, sorry. And one of them is um, Trina, uh, who, who teach about writing. And she's a very good Instagram. And, and she have, you can check her website about the, what journal can brings you, mm-hmm. what, what journaling can brings you. And uh, it's really interesting because some people use journaling to evacuate, um, like, uh, bad feelings, thoughts, what's happening in the world right now. I think a lot of us uh, struggle with this in the same time, the pandemic, in the same time, what's going on in the U.S. and in the rest of the world. So it's a good way to, yeah, distress Mm. or Mm -hmm. at least um, not keep everything inside yourself. So would you say that... A easy way for somebody, maybe like you know Jacob and I, we don't journal mm-hmm. at all. Would you say uh, a good way to start is to just 
buy a, a journal with a nice format and then just, you know, set a goal. Let's say um, for this journal, I uh, write three things that I enjoyed doing mm-hmm, today. Exactly. And then just doing it. Yeah, exactly. Start like this. And then after a while, maybe you feel more comfortable and you will be more uh, open with your journal too, because it's kind of a private relation. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Your journal will be always happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can talk to your journal you can complain you can yeah it's a lot of uh, different approach and if you look a little i can i will send you some link you can join on the podcast people use it in every way or like i used to have a dream journal like i would write every morning like we first thing in the morning what was what i remember from my dream and um and this kind of yeah it's an interesting way too or you can have like a i have a not a journal, but I have a monthly letter to my son. So mm-hmm. every month on his uh, day, uh, uh, I will write him a letter in a book. So later he can, in the same time, I will, it's like, it's not only love letters, but I, I, ex- I explain to him what's happened the last month, what's mm. going on in the world. And this kind of history, um, what, what did he achieve himself or, or what, what he did destroy every day? Mm. So it's something he'll really appreciate when he's like 20, 25. Yeah, yeah. And my mother used to keep just a baby diary. So it's more like um, the, the food, the step, the, the stuff like that. But sometimes she would say, oh, she says this word today. And it's really interesting for me to look at it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think you have like every, every excuse, uh, is good to start a journal. Then just find the, the good format. And mm. as fountain pen lovers, both of you, I'm sure that one of the excuse could be just script. Yeah, some people just um, draw and uh, scribble. I'll say yeah. um, inside. You don't need to write. Like in my Hobonichi, I don't mm. write every day. Something. Sometimes I don't have anything to say, so I would just um, um, write an, a quote that I like from a movie, from a song, from. Just because I can use some pen, some inks, and and that's it. And some pages are blank, and it's okay. So it's okay to, you know, you don't have yeah. to fear the blanks. No, no. And I have some journal that I start and I never finish, and I think I'm not the only one. Like, sometimes you have some period, you just don't go back to this journal. You keep, because I always keeping track on my travel notebooks, mm-hmm. for example. And years after, I come back, and the blank page, I will use them to do watercolor or sticking some picture. It's okay. It's it's personal. But but that was the no main problem I had when I, when I used my Hobonichi before. And and some days I had nothing to say. Some days I could only you know master mm-hmm. two lines. Other days I wanted to write you know three pages. Mm-hmm. But then maybe the format of the day by day is too mm. big, and and you can and you can start with a week, a kind of week one, weekly one, where you have the seven days on a page, and the other page is blank, which yeah, is that's nice. What I need. Because, like, uh, so there is the Hobonichi Weekly like this, or the Traveler Notebook, which is horizontal one, which is really nice because then you can, the, the day you have more to say, you use the blank page, and the day you have nothing to say, by you, you just put some stickers yeah. on, <laughs> on the day. <laughs> or you need to get more notebooks and more journals. Uh, then, you know, Jacob, I, I know you use your pens on a daily basis to write something and you know, post on uh, stories or something. Yeah. So you can do that on your journal yeah, yeah. and then um you know just just a little thing yeah. and then you'll have 
a way to see through the year yeah. how you categorized. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a categorized version of what you what you post on yeah. stories. Yeah, I think this is the why mostly why people journal is like you don't remember everything that happened in your life, of course. But when you go back to your journal, it's really nostalgic, and sometimes you forgot. Even sometimes you forgot what you did last month. So you're just like, okay, when when what day we met? Or... I mean, I forgot what I did yesterday. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> we, we and in this time of kind of strange uh, uh, time where we don't have a normal schedule and stuff like that, I think it's quite yeah good to have this uh, um, constant thing mm. that you can come back when you need when you when yeah. you have time. So for me, it's really um, a good um, therapy. Okay. Well, I'm glad that uh, that we asked you to join our session today because you know I don't think Jacob and I we I don't think we would even be able to you know have all right. this content just because we're not journalists. But you know, you've really inspired me. You know, maybe now I need to go out and buy a Hobonichi with uh, with uh, this arts and sciences. <laughs> maybe even an A6. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but um. You can still resell the cover on Mercury. Ah, that's true. <laughs> I can sell it next year too. Yeah. Limited edition. Yeah. <laughs> 20th year anniversary edition. Of course. And there you're, cre- you're laughing at some cover from the previous year, not the the expensive one, but the normal fabrics one. They are selling like double price because it was limited edition. It was from 2015. People are still looking for it. And they're just, even on eBay, they're just getting crazy. And so you can still resell it. There's no... Yeah. No string attached. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was super informative. And, and, you know, now I'm super inspired. Maybe I need to go to Itoya later. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, get, now getting back to, to pens, um, you know, we noticed that in Japan, I think especially this last starting last year, this year, there's now a trend of, uh, of rebranding Chinese pens. Mm. Um, into the market. Yeah, so, so there's an interesting case here uh, with High Tide. So, um, so first of all, High Tide is a Japanese company. I think it's based in Fukuoka. And they make various you know, stationary items and interior goods. So they got paper clips, you know, rollerballs, washi tapes, planners, and, and more. And they recently released a fountain pen called Atachi, I think. And it's a very pretty pocket pen. Yeah. Atachi. Very po- pretty pocket pen available in like three acrylics, uh, and it's got what it looks like a Jovo number no. five nib. I'm basing that just on these, you know, the flowering branches, which look very Jovo-like. Um, mm-hmm. But what's interesting about this pen is that around the same time, a Chinese pen called Moonman N8 was uh, released, and Moonman N8 is looks almost exactly the same. As this high tide pen, the only mm. difference is there's some engraving on the finial, and then the nib is on the Chinese pen is a Moonman nib instead of a Jovo nib. So I don't know if <laughs> the, if the high tide one is a rebranded Moonman or if it's the case that you know high tide actually designed this pen, sent it for manufacturing in China, and then maybe the manufacturer sold the design to Moonman or Shanghai Jindian. I don't know what happened there, but they are remarkably similar. Um, do you have any theories on what may have happened here? Yeah, so um, I think that, you know, we always give the Chinese companies 
some flack about, oh, you know, your pens are just copies of existing designs, blah, 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 blah. Um, actually, you know, I wrote, uh, I think last week or two weeks ago, um, an article on my website about the uh, Sailor, um, mm. Rialo, being essentially a copy of, um, of the Aurora 88. Actually, you know what, Aurora, uh, the official Instagram liked my Instagram post about that. So I think they also agree with me that the Sailor Rialo is a copy. I don't think we need to fear these copies. I think um, copying, imitation, and iteration uh, is what brings technology mm. forward. So you know, co- copying is not that big of a deal. Um, to me, obviously, intellectual property is huge. I wouldn't want people to just you know rip my work off. But um, a lot of times with these Chinese copies, um, they're interestingly making stuff that is no longer on the market so that's what we see with the new uh, Mont Blanc mm. copies um that they're they're making something that's no longer produced obviously Mont Blanc is still selling them in the stores or um you know they're they're iterating it somehow like the Moonman T1 that mm. we talk about a lot of people compared to Kaveco a lot of people compared to Twisby a lot of people compared to um, Fire Writing mm. International. I would argue that it's right. none of these things because it's taking the best and really combining them into a product that people yeah. want to use. Um, this signals to me, though, that uh, Chinese pen makers are are really getting to that next level when um, you know pen companies want to OEM stuff to Chinese companies now. Uh, you know, the new Estabrook is basically an OEM of a uh, Taiwanese pen. I, I think fine writing makes them. I'm not sure. But basically, that's a copied mm. pen as well, the new Estabrook. The only innovation that they have is their, uh, is their you know, vintage nib collar that you can swap out. But this happens, and I think that it's actually interesting um, that you have these Chinese companies who come out with products at an affordable price, and then, you know, now we're saying rebranding, obviously, you know, high tide rebranding movement. That's, that's an interesting move because then they're you know, positioning it at an even higher price point. I wonder if that will push the Chinese brands um, into a higher price point as well, following, um, following what their rebranded pens uh, will sell. I'm glad, though, that they're not rebranding some random Jinhao because I think the Jinhao pens, the qualities are just generally not as good as Moonman. I think Moonman's qualities are easily the best out of uh, China right now um, with uh, with Pen BBS. But you, but you see so, a lot of so rebranded yeah. Jinhaos in Japan. We talked a lot before about this Fonte pen, but in addition to that, I think yep. Family Mart or some of the convenience stores, they, they sell a rebranded Jinhao like 750 or 450 and they call it something else and it's like 2,000 yen. Yeah, which is why exactly that I'm glad to see mm. Moonman here because it, it shows an evolution of mm. the market rather than just, oh, I've, okay, I'm going to random you know, Chinese pen and sell in my store. They're actually going for something mm. that's nice. Um, that's not the generic mm. Jinhao. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, any thoughts on this? Yeah, cute. <laughs> that's true. Nice. It's very nice to <laughs> pen. Yeah, this seems really cute. Um, it looks like a helico, actually. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Way cheaper, of course, but um, this seems quite nice. 
Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's good to have them, um, like to try them having in the, they seems like with the cap on quite, uh, average size and, mm-hmm. and the names attaché, uh, French names like, uh, attached to, mm-hmm. like attaché, I think attaché case and something. It's like, uh, I mean, the way that I would use it is somebody who's attached to a diplomatic mission. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. And uh, I like that it's very pretty. And that yeah. because it's a size 5 nib, lots of vintage nibs will fit uh-huh, on it. Ah, yeah. Good. And the price is really affordable, right? Yep. $30. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, this is something that personally I'm not so interested in buying. But I know that you're interested uh, in it for the novelty. And I'm sure you're, yeah. Kuei, you're interested in this for the, for the glitter. So let's talk about this. Hase, um, Hase is a glass pen uh, company, and we we are talking about this trend in the glass pens, mm-hmm. and you know, people are starting to use glass pens, moving away from fountain pens. But Tono Limbs is uh, is making inks for both. Jacob, what is uh, their their latest release out of their ten releases per week? Yeah, it's first of all, it's very hard to keep up with the Tono Limbs releases because it's they're releasing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> from one week to another yeah this is the new what's it called crystal line and it's a it's a dye-based ink but there's some metal powder in it so it's actually metal powder right it's not like most most shimmers are done with like um mica powder mica powder i don't know how to pronounce it mm. yeah it, it says metal powder so but will you be getting any of these I think so. Like I, I discovered like two days ago that they released so many new uh, line. This one and the kaleidoscope one. Yeah. I think they have some. The kaleidoscope. I, I saw that at uh, Okamoto the other I, day. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that you and Alicia when I was like, oh, I need to go too. <laughs> so I, I just met her. Like you know, I was like, I wasn't gonna go on that day, yeah. and then I said, you know what? Let's stop by. And then she was there. Oh, but she was already there the day yeah, before. Because <laughs> I saw her stories the day before she went. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm inspired by this. Uh, let's go. And then, oh, you know, who do I see? <laughs> Are you living there, Alicia? Let, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they released so many new inks and line. I was like lost. Um, I just went to, to their Instagram page yesterday and I was like, oh my, there's so many new uh, stuff going, going on. And I think this line is specially for glass pen, right? Glass they, pens they and don't, pens. Yeah, it's not ink for a fountain pen. I think they will get a little bit um, um, yes, stuck in your pen. So um, it seems really nice. Like, I, I, I would like to try them. I hope there. I, I guess there will be an Ignuma so we can at least test some. So I want to try them just to put them in fountain pens. Ah, yeah. But like cheap one, right? <laughs> I don't know if I own any cheap pens, but uh, maybe in some sailor I have, you know, extra fees. And, okay. So it doesn't really matter. But, but I think that's that's My what w- uh, Alessa did, right? So uh, she recently reviewed one of those um, Tone and Limbs inks for uh, glass pens, and, and she she inked up by a Preppy. Yeah, Preppy is perfect yeah. for this kind of ink. But that doesn't have the uh, metal right. shimmers, right? What I'm worried about is the metal scratching the underside of the nib. Hmm. That's true. Need to test. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe with some random sailor. Mm. Who knows? You have a lot of those. <laughs> but yeah. Um. 
All right, so I think that's pretty much all the news that we have today. Um, anything else that you want to add? I think that's pretty much it, yeah, in terms of news. All right, so uh, we'll just answer one Q&A today because, uh, you know, we, we, as usual, have gone on for far too long. Um, but we have a question today from Urban, uh, from a fountain pen companion. And uh, Urban asks, uh, so he asks, are there any other pocket notebooks apart from the Kokuyo sketchbook that we should mm-hmm. know about? Also, is it as good as everybody says it is? So thank you, Urban, for your question. Um, I'm not a pocket notebook guy. Are you a pocket notebook girl? Uh, no, I, I have some, but I, I never use them. I, I used to always have one small in my bag, but finally I never use them. You want to sit down and write. Yeah, exactly. Or if I have one, when I was a student, I would write or sketch on the on the road. And then I would write like uh, it was before Google Maps and stuff like that. I would write all my directions, traffic directions and stuff like that where I need to change trains. So I would really use it for fast um yeah not really notes i will keep okay but now my... the phone has replaced yeah it. exactly okay. but jacob you are a huge pop notebook so i want to start by just talking about the notebook that urban mentioned so i believe he refers to kokio's uh Sokuryo yacho field notebook and this is a green pocket size hardcover notebook that's been around for like over 60 years it was originally meant for like civil engineers out in the field, so it's very sturdy. And there are three basic mm-hmm. versions of this notebook. So two of them have these special purpose grids, they're called like level and transit. And they're really main, meant for civil engineers. They're not really that useful for other purposes. But then there's a third one, and this is what he's talking about. There's a third one with a regular grid called the sketchbook. And that is probably the most popular one and the one you most like to find outside Japan. And I think actually, if I remember correctly, I think uh, you can buy a branded version on um, uh, Pen Addict. Uh, I think it, Brad has yes. a version of that. So yeah, yeah. And there are all, yeah. all kinds of other special edition Sokuryo Yacho notebooks. There are those with Disney characters, there are waterproof special editions, there are mm-hmm. those with the bright and colorful ones, colorful um, covers and so on. And this is quite a classic notebook. Uh, but it's not fountain pen friendly. I, I, I bought one recently to test yeah. and it was just a lot of bleed through. But it's but that's fine, right? Of course but, you Because did, yeah. it's not trying to be fountain pen friendly. If you're, if you're looking mm-hmm. at uh, Kokuyo's website, the product photography, there's a lot of pencils and, and ballpoint. That's really what it's meant for. So, so then what if you want a fountain pen friendly Japanese pocket notebook? Well, all the major Japanese brands have good pocket notebooks in around you know, A6 size. So you got Tsubame, Apica, Kokuyo, Life. But yeah. wait, 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 wait. You said A6 though, but um, how would you define a pocket notebook? Because for me, A6 doesn't fit in my pocket. Depends on how you define it. Around A6, you can even get A7. A6? You can get that in Tomoe River. Yes. But, but but I think a a six is a fairly fairly common size. It depends on which which pocket you're okay. referring to. But but um, 
but you can the pocket yeah. in my bag <laughs> but for a6 you, you have all the big brands again like Tsubam, apica kokuo life midori and you mm-hmm. mentioned uh, tomo river as well so we're, we're we're spoiled for for choice there and some of them right some of them have even smaller a7 which is and and other like mm-hmm. specialized like memo sizes that if you have a very small pocket so yeah there is this american brand uh, field yeah. um, field notes field notes Moleskine has a lot, but it's not uh, fountain pen friendly. But yeah. if you sketch like with the pencil or ball pen, it's really practical, like very thin. Yeah. Fold, you can fold it a bit. And AOC uses field notes. Uh, I saw yeah. on her yeah. her Instagram story. Mm-hmm. But what if I I don't like A6 because there are there are different sizes right that are I would say maybe unique to Japan um, and. You have one like your plotter. I think you have in the Bible size. Yeah, they are a bit. They're a bit bigger actually. But Bible size is a bit bigger. There's even a smaller one called the narrow. I can't remember exactly Mini. that one. But that ties into something else that I wanted to sort of mention here. So there is a very small planner format in Japan, and this is not quite you know pocketable because they're a bit thick. But there's this very small micro five or m5 size planners that have just exploded mm. in uh, in popularity recently and they're even smaller than a6 and you see them a lot on instagram you, you see them using these m- micro planners for like to catalog their inks and so on and you can buy all kinds mm-hmm. of refills in this very small m5 size uh, that is a uh, ink friendly so that is if you have if you have uh, big enough pockets, then that could be an option. Yeah, and I think uh, for me, maybe if I were to get into this, uh, I would try to go for the um, plotter, the mm. mini size. I think the mini size uh, is uh, you. You mentioned the narrow size, right? I think so. The Bible size is mm. is small, smaller than the A6. The narrow size is like a slim version yeah. of the Bible size, and then the mini is even yeah. smaller than that. So that would be really like a true um, pocket-sized notebook, but it, it's not a notebook. It's like a you know, as as we say, a system yeah. picture. It's a system journal, and I like that you can remove the pages. Yes. And uh, with the plotters, they mostly lie flat, so that's uh, that's really good. So you can have your pick of refills as well. You can make your own refills. Uh, so that's uh, that's something that probably I would go for. I'm not sure Plotter is available outside Japan, but maybe you can order them from Amazon. They're not. They're, uh, I don't think they're uh, available on Amazon either. So you have to, to buy in Japan. But, you know, if you know somebody in Japan uh, to buy it, they're, they're a bit pricey, but, you know, it's it's a plotter you can use. Uh, it's a cover you use for, as you say, quite five years, uh, t- mm. 10 years, even though now in my household I have two. I bought one for my girlfriend's mother as well. So... I'm going to buy one for my mother now. I'm going mm. to have four. <laughs> to go back to what is probably looking for in this question, if you just go to your local uh, stationery store or sometimes even convenience store, you have this whole section for like, pocket-sized yep. notebooks in various, like a- yep, I would say yep. A6 or smaller. And that's where you have all of the major brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not all of them are fountain pen friendly, but you know they're so cheap that you know just yeah. try it. All right, so uh, I think uh, that wraps up the episode. Um, Jacob, anything that you want to shout out? Uh, anything, anybody you want to highlight? Yeah, I want to say hello to Julie um, in uh, New Zealand because she, she's she's the she's one of my pen pal who who make me look at the Hobonichi uh, lineup 
on time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and her feed is just fantastic. I yeah. think this is one of my favorite feeds. She does mm. these awesome ink swaps. So everybody, if you're not already uh, following her, go follow her at Julie Jun. That's uh, Julie Jun, J-J-U-L-I-E-J-J-E-O-N. We'll keep it in the show notes. She does fantastic journaling, fantastic mm-hmm. uh, um, ink swatches. So, you know, go and check her, her out. Her handwriting uh, is she's amazing. amazing. Yeah, she oh, has yeah. a Oof. wonderful handwriting. Yeah, just just perfect. I mean, everything about this uh, this grid is is fantastic. You yeah. gotta go follow her. And I would again, I would like to shout out to uh, Connie uh, Peppercorn Art uh, in Australia. She's a very um, artistry. Like she made her own uh, pa- uh, watercolor set that she sell on her um, Instagram on her website, and she has a very nice um, journaling. Like she keep journaling in her hobonichi every day and she paint and very nice um yeah yeah so um yeah i heard about her uh and this is my shout out on uh, another podcast the stationary cafe yeah, exactly um and they they're more uh journaling focused and uh you know they they use sounds and pens as well but they're they're much more a uh, journaling focused and, and general stationary focus, yeah, yeah. G- general stationary focused but yeah Again, this is an incredible uh, spread, and you know if you are interested in getting into journaling yourself, you know, definitely go listen to that podcast as well. They're great; they have lots of tips, um, and yeah, they have lots of resources to follow. As and well. I want to say thank you to Brad and Mike for mentioning our podcast again this week. Yes, uh, thank you, uh, Brad and Mike. Um, you know, emergency episode two. One of the things when I heard the podcast was, you know. Um, we kind of alluded to this as well when they said, you know, basically it's a news about this continuation spoiler. None of these models are things that you care about. I think that just hits you know, everything, you know, that's just, you know, right on the nail. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Brad, uh, Mike. Um, you know, we really appreciate your support. And, uh, and yeah. Anything else? That's it that's for it. me. All right, so that's a wrap for this week's episode. Um, my request uh, to all of you listeners, if you've listened and made it so far, uh, you know, we are doing this basically uh, out of our passion and out of our free time. Um, and uh, there is no patron yet. Uh, hopefully we'll, we will get that set up. But it does take a lot of money and a lot of time to, to set up in run a podcast, make a podcast. So while we don't have a patron set up, there is one way that you can pay us. And the way that you pay us is by talking about us and uh, telling your friends, telling your family members, telling somebody who loves stationery or telling somebody who just, you know, has a planner at work and, uh, and uh, you know, plans out their day. Um, it would really mean a lot to us because uh, that's just the way that, um, you know, these things work. A podcast works uh, through the metrics, um, you know, y- you telling a friend who will tell another friend and keep the word going. That's really something that's going to help us uh, motivate us to continue to put out episodes and, you know, just generally make our content better because you always come out with some uh, interesting questions like uh, like this question that Urban had about, um, about pocket notebooks. So uh, if you like the content that we put out, um, you know, rate subscribe review tell a friend tell a family member tell somebody at your work who uses a planner um but that's a yeah so that's a request from me and uh, and with that uh that's been 
the episode. And uh, yeah, you can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com. You can find me on Instagram at tokyostationpens and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh. You can find me on Instagram as foodafan and on Twitter also as foodafan and my blog at foodafan.com. So thanks again, Jacob and Siwai for having me as a guest. And you can find me on Instagram at miraikat. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.